Gov. Hi. Are we starting? Yeah. Okay. I just thought I'd give people just a taste mm. of the music that they've come to enjoy so much. I heard you do that. I, I heard you do that. I hear you do that quite frequently. I'm I also a, heard you do that. I heard, I heard you're right there. I, I, sing a uh, lot I sing a lot now, especially on this show. This show is yeah. basically just music. It's just my music podcast now. Mike's musical extravaganza. Yep. Um, Mike's a cool. Mike's musical playhouse. Um, yeah, I've actually had comments on that from people IRL. Oh, yeah? yeah. Like record oh, yeah. producers. Oh, yeah. Uh, record producers, you mean, right? Right. Yeah? Yeah. Only um, top-notch. Pe- people with a lot of plus K and music production on cloud. Okay. Mm. Okay. Uh. <laughs> 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 the plus was silent. Yeah, um. the plus is implied. <laughs> uh, maybe we should start our own version of clout. What would we call it? I don't know. We could call it clout, but just spell it with a C, mm. like it's supposed to be spelled. Yeah, okay. Um, we'll call it like um, e testicles. Nah. No. I don't know. It's late. I, uh, my brain isn't working to full capacity. So, I think Mike's musical Funhouse really knackered my brain. It was a playhouse a moment ago. Yeah, well. Now look what's you see, happening. You see it's degrading. It's gone from so. play to fun. <laughs> so it's. I think it's safe to say that Confidential at Best is potentially the best thing we've ever done in our lives. Um, it's been a resounding success. <laughs> um, potentially more than Roger Moore. As if such a thing was possible. I mean... Look, we've spoken about our friend and art director of Volcano, uh, David Young. And we spoke about him in very you know, nice terms before because of the awesome stuff that he's done. He made those propaganda posters. But it is... So basically, Mr. Young, and you'll find a link in the show notes to volcano.com, V-L-C-N-R.com slash Volcano Studios. But you can also find that... Because Why didn't you just make it slash studios? Because Volcano Studios is the name of the thing. Volcano Studios is a subsidiary company of Volcano. Come on. you got okay. the document, surely. <laughs> um, Susan! <laughs> Susan, give him the document. Why are you still over there? <laughs> Why are you still in the corner? Have you eaten? Susan! <laughs> um... um well, I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, go to 5x5.tv slash bionic slash 65. You will find a Wait, link. why are you back on that? No, we were talking about volcano.com slash volcano studio. Yeah, th- that. Go there or go to the show notes and you'll find a link to that page in case you can't Tearaway spell it. Trousers.com slash latest. Or, what episode are we on? Well, no, you 65? need to say slash 65 because people that may be listening to this in two weeks' time will now get the wrong page if you say latest. We're old enough to retire now. But anyway... Our show is actually a pretty good metaphor for an aging mind. Yeah, I mean... It started off and it was very astute and boring. And then we go into our crazy sort of midlife crisis. And now we're just sort of like talking about starting a movie studio and sort of wheeling off. No talk. So Mr. Young has created the the movie poster for Confidential at Best starring Roger Moore with potentially one of the greatest touches to anything i've ever had in my life wait which is 
an extremely evil Matt Alexander and Mike Hurley laughing away in the shadow of a volcano. It's perfect, particularly because of the angle of the frames of your glasses. It, it, I like that it kind of makes it look like I have no eyes and you have hypnotic glasses on. <laughs> I look like an evil scientist. It's so beautiful. Um, you look like a bad guy from Thunderbirds. I'm totally happy with that. Do you, you see what I mean? Any of our very listeners heavy eyebrows. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Right. I've got one huge, very pronounced monobrow. Yeah. Like I, you'd be an exceptionally good puppet. I've always thought that about myself. That's actually my new uh, Twitter header image thing. It's is me this? and you. Yeah. It's me and you being evil. Oh, my God. That's so sweet. Roger if Moore so is touching. 007. You just touched me in a place that I don't let many people touch me. In, right in the heart. Well, if that's what you want to call it. So also as well, we have received uh, a script yeah. from Joe Steele. Now, he sent us the the opening scene, like the pre-credits. Um, what do they call that part? The, the James Bond part? The Like the viewfinder scene or whatever. Oh. Uh, whatever they call that. Just open, well, it's it's the thing when they're shooting. Yeah. It's the gun. The gun, the gun. Before the gun bit. And also some some lyrics adapted from my incredible lyrics for the from when you freestyled our theme song for the duet that will be uh, Shirley Bassey and um, Tina Turner. No, was yeah, it no Tina, yeah, Turner. Tina Turner. Because as it turns out, they're both alive. As it Tina turns out, no. Yep. And so I've read that. We've you've read that too, but uh, Miss. No, Steele, I actually haven't had time to read the whole thing yet. I feel really oh, guilty. No, I read that. I read the initial preview. This is. I've read that part. I have not read yet the full because we've got a few scenes now. Yeah. No. It's like fully fleshed out. Like, so I am like lobbying Matthew to. So basically, when when Mister Steele says to us, "Right, I'm done with this, you insane morons." Whenever he finishes whatever it is that, that he will do with that. Not that I'm ever asking him to do any more than he's already done because he's gone well beyond the call of duty, not the game, just life. Um, I would like to turn it into a, a uh, adapted radio drama that that we play on this show with some of our friends playing other characters. I think we can definitely do that. And I think it would also be fun that the next time we're all together, we could film a segment of it. <gasps> Potentially in San Francisco. XOXO. XOXO. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot tell you how much I would like to do that. I mean, you know, I think that we could potentially look at doing a real Kickstarter to fly me to America. <laughs> and, you know, we can just shoot this this marvel. I mean, lover. we're pretty good at coming up with Kickstarters these days. So. Yeah. You know, the, the reverse ones anyway. So maybe you have to fly to me. I'm not really sure how that works. Well, I might be there at Christmas. But I can't. Oh, I hope so. Oh, we could have... Uh, okay. Uh, I won't finish that. It makes it sound even more alluring. Does um, it? I think Confidential at Best is maybe the thing that I'm most proud of in 2013. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is pretty exceptional. I'm very excited about it. I know, I know. Our fans... It, this is... I mean, I say... Fa- Our it's fan. It's amazing. <laughs> I what? can't believe that this just came from an iTunes review. Now look where we are. We've now look so where far. we are. The best is yet to come and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Although, there's also weirdness to come, which is what she said. Um, mm. <laughs> the, specifically, 
uh, a certain website that I've only just recently discovered. Yep. That you held out on me. Yes. Um, Softmat.com, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have to turn the speakers up, guys. It's probably the most deeply disturbing thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yep. Um, like, much respect to whoever made it. You don't uh, remember his name? Well, I don't know who made it. He sent it to you. Oh, but I didn't know if it was actually him. I thought he just may have been aware of it. No, no, no. It's uh, Keith, right? Yeah, I think so. No, oh, you don't know the name. Well, he didn't make a website in my honour. We just sound so rude now. What? I'm scrolling. 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 Oh my god, we're having a scroll race. Scrolling. Yeah, Keith Vertries. Vertries. Keith the trees. Keith of the trees. Keith, Keith. Keith of the trees. Watch out for that jungle. <laughs> Watch out for that volcano. Um. <laughs> He's in Richmond, Virginia. I'm in Richmond, Virginia, quite a bit. Well, there you go. You can you can meet you can meet up with him and thank him for Softmat. Mm. Soft. Mm, I don't know what Mat. that would entail, but Softmat. It's a it's a special. So that's thing. a that's a thing. Somebody now. just tweeted Softmat at us. Who did? That just happened. Was Someone's listening. That sordid Italian. Kim Rowan. Just tweeted soft mat right mm. now as we are talking about it. And she was correcting Federico too. How did we know this? This is so creepy. What's happening? Are we uh, live right now? Is that what's happening? Oh, Federico's angry at me because I made a joke about testing a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, as it. background to this, so it's not just like live audio drama about Mike and I reading Twitter. Mm. As great uh, as that would be. And is. And is. Um. I have a running sort of pet peeve. It's not really, it's not like a serious thing. Sounds and I don't think serious. there's any real better way of doing it. But whenever a new app comes out, um, a large segment of our mutual friends and lots of people who are quite popular in our side of the internet have a knack for saying exactly the same thing every time a new app comes out, which is they tweet, I've been using this app for the past few weeks and I must say, I really love it, linked app. And um, it's just become this, like, blanket sort of umbrella phrase for saying, like, look at me, I had beta access. But it's not, though. It's not. Because it's, it's basically not. people in putting it's, their personal It's them saying that, like, I've been testing this and it's worth your time. That's yes. the, like, TLDR of my review, which is totally valid. And I'm totally guilty of it, too. Um, back when I actually wrote my website. You just don't get enough apps anymore. That's what makes you sad. You, mm. you want more apps. Somebody give Matthew an app. Oh, God. Make him an app. Make him a shrine Let's, app. Let me see where this is going. Mm. 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 Um, mm. And, uh, yeah, so anyway, Federico's upset with me because he is the, um, the Grandmaster Supreme of app reviews. He doesn't listen to our show. No. He's not. He's out there somewhere work. on a moped. Federico. Federico. I would. I do feel like Federico needs to be involved in the uh, in, in in the the drama of confidential best though. He can be the professor of pool and jacuzzi studies. Okay. Maybe um, we should do a casting call. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, well, Federico is actually in the script. Yeah, I know. Right. So that's why um, he kind of needs to be in it. Uh, is Steven in there? I haven't read the full version. I hope so. If not, wasn't we'll... my name in the script Rock Alexander or something like that? Or is that someone else? Oh, yeah. That was someone else? No, I mean, I think it was you. Oh. I like that. How's Wheels coming along? Ah, oh. the the new Kickstarter to uh, revise the Academy Award rules All for right. what's eligible is going very well. So I'm I'm happy. You should be. Um, how are you doing, Mike? You're right. You're right. This is a very weird show these days. You're a weird show. Mm. No, it's, the show's never been better. It's you, no, it's, it's never you been that better. we need to worry about. It's never been better. Um, hey, Matt, what like, have you been up to? It's like we're audio hugging. Um, been busy? If, yeah. my um, So my mysterious pigeon scarf startup is starting up. And I can't really say too much more than that. Uh, but it's, uh, it's coming super, like, really crazy soon. And um, that's uh, daunting. But um, I'm very excited about it. So I've um, just been working with a lot of press and friends and people to get some insight and um, doing a lot of last-minute testing. And, yeah, so expectations are high, which is daunting. And uh, in this whole world, you know, it's, there's a lot of stigma around startups and raising venture funding and everything. And I've been joking around about it for the past, like, eight months and now it's actually real and it's actually my livelihood so it's going to be it's going to be an interesting time how, um, many, uh, how many pigeons have you lost so far oh well i'd have to send susan out to the uh, pigeon dumpster susan um, <laughs> get the water susan trips. get your gloves on <laughs> we're going upstairs get the waterproof trousers out <laughs> Um, no, tear those ones away. Bring your waders. Um, um, yeah, no, so it's just really surreal. That was kind of a serious moment. I'll put, I'll put it this serious. way. This is a very cryptic. Should I, should, I, should I tease when we're launching in a very cryptic way that like most people won't be able to work out? If you like. Well. <laughs> Next Wednesday. <laughs> work that out. <laughs> it's on the calendar day. No. Uh, the, the teaser um, is that it's launching, by complete coincidence, on my birthday. Oh. And um, my birthday is not exactly public information. So. Well, it is, because we've spoken about it on the show many times. Long-time right. listeners of the show. Well, I, I'm happy birthday. for them to know. They've been in this together with me for a long time. Yep. And, yeah, some people have pigeons that need to be warmed up. I just Googled Matt Alexander birthday and I found out that I'm a baseball player that was born on October 25th, 1947. Oh, it was his birthday four days ago. Oh, no. He's, he's 66. You've missed it. God damn it. We forgot to launch. Mm. Matt yeah, no, I, no you, can't, you can't find it on, on the Googles. You just have to be a, an avid listener of the show. I would like everybody to tweet at Matt Alexand, M-A-T-T-A-L-E-X-A-N-D, of when you think his birthday is. Just send him a date. Um, Any date, really. <laughs> Any date will do. Today. That's how Matthew's always lived his life. 
um, like every day is my birthday. Well, no, the any date will do. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, ooh. Mm. Ooh. What? ooh. Anything really? Or are you just surprised? Have you made another deal? Have you? Have you no, I just saw a picture of Alan rack? Sugar and I didn't realize he was alive. Oh, Alan and Sugar. And then I thought, got to thinking that it's quite a good name he has there. Does anybody in America know who Alan Sugar is? No, but maybe that's a new project we could uh, embark upon. The Alan Sugar Awareness Campaign. <laughs> is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Did you, did you not yeah. get my letter again? Um, your letter? Yeah, about this. Damn it, Susan. <laughs> get those waterproofs off and get down the post office. <laughs> I'm really bad at those jokes. You know who's really good at them is Stephen Hackett. Yeah, he is actually. He is very good at those jokes. <laughs> Go down to the post office. <laughs> yeah, I'm no good. I don't. I don't have. Um, I don't have uh, a very good uh, sense mic of humor method. Right. No, sense nothing. of my mouth. Is no, that no, 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 nothing. You'll pick I've been trying. I'm up. trying to find if you can Google uh, what my birthday is. And so far, you can't. But I've discovered that there's there's someone on Twitter called Simple Matt. Obviously. And, um, yeah. Well, if you just go to Matt Alexander Facebook and then find you on Facebook, maybe. No, because I don't have it public. That's what she said. Is it? Yep, because she likes to lock down her Facebook page. Because oh. so many people are always talking about it all the time that it's easy to find it. Chef Matthew Alexander. Who's who puts chef in their name? Chefs do. Yeah, but really, it's like oh. you're Matt Alexander, savior of pigeons. That's in your name. Well, savior to be. I haven't saved too many at this point. <laughs> Just kidding. murderer of pigeons. There's Matt more Alexander. sort of like asphyxiation. Like, oh, asphyxia. That's fair. <laughs> um, oh, it's late. How do you even spell a sphinx? Uh, it begins with an A. And ends, and with, ends a with an E. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then in between, it's just a bunch of consonants. Uh, yeah, it's really just, you know, <laughs> whatever works for you. I actually do know how to spell it. Yeah, whatever. English and the classics. As we discussed oh, yes, yeah, it is in the classics. Mm. <laughs> 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 uh, is that the girl? That's actually is, really inappropriate. The, the girl is in the asphyxiation. Mm. Mm. Chamber. Mm. <laughs> Susan? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Take a breath. <laughs> She is an appalling secretary. She doesn't really do much. I'm concerned that she's splitting her time uh, between two different countries. Really. That's my main concern. About this. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the fine folks over at Squarespace. We love Squarespace on Bionic, don't we, Matthew? 
than so much. They are the only one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code TALLYHO10. Squarespace, they're always doing great stuff to make sure their platform's up to date. They're making it even easier to use and even more powerful. They're adding new designs and new little tweaks to their designs all the time. It's like you want to add new little funky fonts. You can do that. They've got Typekit fonts, they've got Google fonts all built into your site. It's going to look fantastic, not just because of the amazing images that you can drag and drop in very easily, but also because of the beautiful typefaces that you choose on the fantastic award-winning templates and even with all the little color tweaks that you want to make. It's so easy to use, as I mentioned, but they have an amazing support team too if you need that. They have 24 hours, 7-day-a-week award-winning so many awards at Squarespace. Their, their mantelpiece must be huge. They have so many awards because they're so amazing. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, over 70 dedicated employees based right in New York City. And that's the uh, Squarespace help team. Squarespace, believe it or not, starts at just $8 a month and includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year. It just makes them another reason why they are the all-round package. You can get everything from them. They even help you register a domain if you need that. They have responsive web design built in. They have statistics and analytics built in. They have iOS and Android apps. Squarespace looks fantastic on the outside, but the code is beautiful too. They take as much pride in their back-end code as they do their front-end design. Make sure that your site's going to be crawled for SEO and stuff like that. So it's just all that sort of stuff's taken care of. All of the hosting... Rock-solid hosting over at Squarespace. I want you to go and try them out for yourself. If you've got a project you want to put on the internet, go give them a whirl because I'm sure they're going to give you what you need. To start a free trial, with no credit card needed, go to squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up, don't forget to use the code TALLYHO10. That will help support Bionic and also get you, loyal listener, 10% off. So thanks to Squarespace for their support of Bionic and all of 5x5. They give you everything that you need to create a bloody exceptional website, Matthew. Oh, yes. Quite. God bloody hell. Whoa. Um, I was chuckling a little bit on mute in the background there. What, uh, what part? Is that all of it? Was it laughable um, to you? No, you were just really fired up. I was. I really enjoyed it. I am fired up mm. because of modular smartphones. No. Let me, talk, let me tell you about this a little bit. No. Let me, let me just, let me, please let me just talk to you. Come on now. Talk to me. So a little while ago, about a month ago, um, this I saw a thing called Phone Blocks pop up in my in my feed. Mm. Little video, and they did this thing like a crowd sourcing thing. Um, it wasn't no, it wasn't crowdsourcing. It was like crowd awareness. Crowd basically. awareness, yeah, that's the better thing. So then everybody tweets at a certain time or whatever. I thought that it looked really interesting. Um, yeah. Really, really cool plan. So basically what it is is allowing so so people stop being so wasteful. Stop being so wasteful, Matthew. Do you want me to jump in already with the problem? Please just No, keep going, keep going. You can add little so instead of replacing your phone every year, you can add little new pieces of functionality. So you have like a board and you can plug bits in. So if you want to have a big battery, you can plug a really big battery block in. If you want a nice camera, put the camera block in. It's like basically building a phone out of Lego, but it works. So this all came about. And then today, Motorola has said that they were work, they've been working on a similar thing and that they're now going to work with phone blocks to develop this new thing. Motorola is calling it the Project Ara. I think. It's like a friendly pirate. Arr, ah. 
Um, so, you know, there's also, I've seen some people today saying that, because now they're working with phone blocks, some people are saying that the phone blocks thing was just a PR experiment and then Motorola were always working on this in the background and now they're saying they're going to work together but actually with the same company all along. But that doesn't bother me. I think this is really interesting. And I'll tell you why I think it's interesting. Look, it's just it's an experiment, right? It's doing something new. So it's allowing a user to customize their phone to the level of hardware, not just software. And it, I think it really fits. And this is what I'm saying. I think that it really fits with the Android way of doing things. So if you want a six-inch screen, that's fine. Have one. If you want a four-inch screen, that's fine. Have one. And then you can plug in different bits of functionality. If, if a new processor comes out, you can take out the processor block and add a new processor and your phone's faster again. And for people like us... I think that that is really powpful, and you're just gonna poo-poo it like you always do. But I'm excited. Don't. I mean, about I, this. okay. So I'm a big fan. As long-term listeners and people that, when I really wrote a lot on my website, will know, I'm a big fan of um, people innovating and experimenting in the open. It's very much why I'm a big fan of Google, because um, unlike Apple, for argument's sake, obviously it's much different. But Apple, you know, they experiment in a lab and only come out with the most polished possible thing they can come out with. Um, Google, on the other hand, do things in the open, like Google Glass. Um, and obviously, it can be polarizing and everything, but I think it's a much more valuable social experiment. Um, so with these, I can see it. It's very interesting. When I originally saw it, you know, it obviously captured, captured the imagination of a lot of people. I saw a lot of people um, that I'm friends with uh, that aren't, sort of tech types on Facebook and things of that nature, reaching out and saying that they really love the concept. And that they've been testing it for a few months. And- yeah, I've been trying this out for a few weeks and I, really I have to say it. I really love it. No one ever says they hate it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, um, but um, it, it, the, I think the reception has been very positive and I think there's a lot of validity to that. But in terms of... Uh, pragmatism, it doesn't seem to deliver on all that it promises to do. So, you know, the most obvious of which is that its big claim is that it eliminates waste. But what happens when you start replacing all these outmoded components? No one's going to want those outmoded components if it's cheap to upgrade and make it this modular phone. So I think the idea all? is it, it doesn't eliminate waste but reduces it. So instead of throwing away a whole phone, you're just throwing away a tiny piece of it. And I know it's kind of like where you're still I mean, it's wasting. Just, it's just a piecemeal, slower version of doing the same thing. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I, and then in terms it, of I'm like not having... About, I'm not about the environment for this. Or at all, really. I mean, screw the environment. Right. I'm more about the fact that I can customize my phone the exact way I want it. I find that extremely interesting and being okay, able to upgrade so, okay. it. Okay. So you talked about having different screen sizes. Yeah. That seems like a massive issue because um, if this is predicated on having a uniform set of pieces that can plug in, it's not though. So well, they have they have different bases. So you can get like the four inch one, the six inch one, and the five inch. Right. One. So you, like. If you buy a bunch of pieces for your, you know, four-inch phone, yeah. and then you suddenly decide you want to go to a five-inch phone, you have to replace it just the same as you would with anything else. Well, no, it looks like it's been made in such a way that those blocks should then fit into other phone sizes. So, for example, you could you would have less features in the four-inch one because the blocks would be the same sizes. So if you want to add a battery block, a battery block in theory would be the same size on a four, five, and a six-inch. If you have a four-inch phone, you can have less features in the phone because you have less space for blocks. Like so if you look at the concept sorry. images that have been created, show that these blocks look very similar in size. So the thing that 
uh, is compelling to me about all of this. You should watch the video, by the way, that explains it quite well. I've, I've watched. I watched the original video. Um, I, I say this more to the listeners than you, Matthew. All right. Um, the the thing that bothers me about it, well, it, the thing that I can, well, that resonates with me. I'll put it. I'll, I'll start with the positive. Is that I think that through restraint there is a lot of. Um, I think there's a lot of evidence showing that if you give like an artist or a creator uh, restraints, that they will produce something a lot more interesting than if you give them complete um, unabated license. So I think if you go to them and say, if you're looking at a hardware sort of perspective and saying that these are the components, this is the size the processing block has to be for at least the next two years or something for argument's sake, you know, innovate within this tiny square and see what you can do. I think that's really fascinating on a purely sort of academic level that, you know, giving someone such a very specific and uniform set of instructions could prove fruitful. Um, It's very much the Apple philosophy in terms of software development and things like that, that through limitation you can create greatness. The obvious counterpoint to that is that with Google, they've been increasingly coming out with better and better things because the more open you leave it, um, it basically is a much more sort of capitalist way of thinking because it's sort of, it opens it up for anyone to succeed and for anyone to completely rethink the status quo. So you can't really do that within iOS right now because Apple dictates the rules. They're the only ones that can change the game, right? Mm -hmm. In the Google ecosystem, if you happen to cobble together, you know, a whole host of new ways of uh, developing apps, and as long as they can get approved and get into that store, then you can redefine the way that Android operates. And if you happen to be a third-party company that thinks, well, you know what, I like iOS, I like android and i like windows phone but what if we did it like this and came out with your new new thing that's great and that's open and that's more competitive it's the traditional sort of capitalist perspective so i don't know i see this there's positives to it in terms of like providing limitation and providing uniformity to this sort of thing um i don't buy the reduction in waste um i but i think it's a really fascinating concept and i think it's if they were able to do something like this, it's the sort of thing that would make a lot of sense uh, for like developing countries and ensuring that there's a relatively cost-effective way to distribute technology and ensure it's up to date. Or for giving to, um, like, if I were to give to my parents or something, it's a way that without, it's not, I mean, a lot of people will probably liken it to like buying a PC, like a typical PC in a few years, like, replacing the hard drives, upgrading the processor and putting a new RAM, maybe buying a new motherboard sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it's like that, but in a much more user-friendly way. It's, you know, it's the Lego I think equivalent. it would be a lot cheaper for me and you, though. Well, that's it. It would be a lot cheaper, I think, if it was mass-adopted. If this yeah. mentality well, yes. was mass-adopted because the price would be driven down to the point and the manufacturing would be driven down to the point well, that think it would be of paying, really convenient. Like, four or five hundred dollars if you're buying a phone or whatever every year 
like in one chunk. You could pay that over the space of a year, you know. Like, well, and it wouldn't even year. come anywhere close to five hundred dollars because yeah. you know you you pay five hundred or six hundred dollars for an iPhone, but realistically, that takes into account a, a rather significant margin for Apple. Yep. You know, at component cost, it's much cheaper. I mean, obviously, um, there'll be a margin on them, but right. But you know, when you're selling independent components, and it's much more about the specific performance of that one particular thing, the economics of that, in a very obvious way. Um, would favor a cheaper price. Um, well, I hope... The I only hope. thing that could happen with all of that, though, is they could really... I mean, think how fragmented that would um, render any given ecosystem. Uh, Android's like this anyway, though. No, not quite. It's not to, to that point. Like, with Android, it, the, the main fragmentation uh, revolves around... Like, to this point now, now that we're in the post-gingerbread sort of world... Um, the hardware has matured to the point that anything from that era onwards is fairly capable of most of the modern APIs and things of that nature, right? The only problem is the distribution mechanisms from the OEMs. Yeah, I don't think it would be difficult to manage that in all honesty. Well, I, but the main variable in that situation is screen size. Yeah, so they just offer, like that. They don't have to offer 20 screen sizes, though. There's three no, standard but, No, but what sizes. I'm saying is that you know, obviously all these phones have different levels of RAM and everything right now and processing power, mm -hmm. but that's incidental to the experience because it's always going to fall within, you know, X range for the time being. But yeah, if you're but developing for something that has a theoretical ceiling that's massive and a, a theoretical floor that's extremely low, um, you get a, the range is thrown off. You end up having to support a much broader subset of uh specifications and that seems troublesome to me i don't know i understand that totally but i feel like that is uh deal like you could deal with that I'm, I'm sure there's ways to mitigate a lot of this all i'm saying is that um i love the idea of this experiment i love that people are thinking about new ways to build phones and i think that's fundamentally important the one problem i have with this is this is that um, the way the thing we're increasingly seeing with like phone, really popular phones of the past year, so like the iPhone, the HTC One, uh, the Galaxy um, S4 or whatever, is that they're holistic experiences. You buy the phone, and that's what your experience is for that two-year gap or whatever. I don't think people. I, I think we're to the point now that specifications don't matter that much. Um, I think we. You know, I think the the days of replacing batteries and um, changing storage and things like that are mitigated by the general economics of subsidized phones and things like that. And obviously this could upend that. But my concern is that phone blocks or whatever you want to call this concept is that it's it's pandering towards um, it's pandering towards the way mobile phones work now and trying to come up with, you know, a slightly different spin on it in terms of making some of the specifications upgradable um, and trying to create an ecosystem of products and create a consistent revenue stream of people that want to keep buying more and more stuff so they have the most up-to-date phone. But it doesn't contribute a new holistic take on the mobile phone, which is, I think, really what I think a lot of people would be really interested to see. Yeah, but that's it, not easy. It's a big, it? it's a big really? ask, admittedly, but I think I don't it's... I think um, technology is there now to do something like that in all honesty i don't think 
that the current technology that we have could rethink a mobile phone? I, I, I mean, I tend to disagree. When you see like things like, not to keep what, then? going on about it, but like the iPhone. Look at, look at the competition when that came out. No, but th- well, my point is, like, I don't even know what, what, what would you flexible displays, holographic. Do you I mean they're, they're like the things? Well, I mean, that we've seem got a, we've got next. a lot of stuff happening and ruminating in the background right now. There's, I mean, we've got wearables on the horizon. We've got this. Evidently, this Google, the Google Glass successor is going to come out any day now. It seems. Um, it looks like there's going to be a Google smartwatch that comes soon thereafter. That is predominantly a user interface for Google now. Um, and may also be able to provide the cellular power that Google Glass needs and things of that nature. Those are fundamentally brand new ideas that could, and I'm not saying they will, but they they want to attempt to obviate the mobile phone. And I'm not saying that, I, I, I'm not saying they're going to work, but I'm saying that's a much bolder proposition than trying to come up with a way to upgrade the specifications of a phone more frequently than you would typically be able to if you were buying a phone every two years. Part of this for me is I want a new phone. Like all the time? No, like right now I do. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, I want to I go back to Android again. Um, whenever, because the Nexus 5 is the most like leaked device... That's what I'm waiting for. Um, it's, but I mean, we already know basically everything there is to know about it. I mean, it's been leaked everywhere. Yep. And, and surely it's going to be announced any day now. We even know what the price is going to be, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I will probably buy that. Uh, well, um, I can't see a reason for. why I wouldn't at this point. That's what I'm waiting for. I, I really want another Android phone. Um, I, I need one. That's I, got I'm excited a better, to jump into a it, better battery life than the four did. Um, the camera is the big thing for me. Camera, yep. Is if the camera is 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 demonstrably better, then um, I'm all over it, because that's predominantly what I use my phone for now, aside from like mundane things like email and text messages. And I could so. do without them releasing it right now, though. In a way, I want it, but I also want to. I also want to buy a new iPad. Um, my big tech expenditure. I'm not sure I'm going to buy a new iPad. Um, well, I've my already big sold my. At the moment is I'm going to buy the. Uh, well, I've got the Xbox One. I pre-ordered that. All right. Yeah. I've already sold my iPad Mini. So. Have you? Yes. Do you miss it in the time since you've? I don't go? use it a massive amount anyway. Yeah. See, that's that was one of the telling things. I no iPad ever made any sense to me until the iPad Mini, and that was in large part thanks to the Nexus Seven, because that served as like an appetizer ahead of the iPad Mini. Maybe if the Nexus 5 comes out before the iPad mini, the Nexus 5 might take my iPad mini dollars away. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it did, honestly, because the iPad mini has this nebulous release date. Everyone's been remarking about how odd Apple's been behaving of late, and I'm, I agree. I don't want to turn it into a trolling thing. Apple um, are doomed, right? No, I mean, it's obvious that they're not doomed, and it's well, insane for anyone to make that sort of argument, but, so... like... Um, but, like... The way they're conducting themselves is just, it's a little different than normal. And there's nothing wrong with different, but it's just, it's worth noticing. I think they want people to buy the iPad Air, so they're trying to force people into doing that by by delaying the Mini. And I think that the Mini might be a bit 
supply constrained at the moment because of the It sounds like it's going to be sold out at Christmas, unless this is all just a really genius marketing plan. It's all going to be what? A really genius marketing no, plan to get that. everyone to wait for the iPad mini and then everyone to buy it at the same time and for it to sell out within minutes. Well, no, I think Even though it doesn't appear to have... Like, they've said, we don't have much supply, we don't have much supply, everyone is waiting there on the day, then it goes live, everyone buys, and to our eyes, it looks like, yeah, they didn't have many, and it sold out really quickly, Um, but what happens if they actually had a huge amount of volume, and they just decide to market it differently, and so we all just bought 10 times the volume we would have otherwise, because we were worried it was going to sell out. That doesn't make any sense. It does. You You don't panic by it. $300 $300 technology devices because they might I think sell people out. do ahead of the Christmas uh, holidays. I think if you're going to get one for Christmas, you're going to get one regardless. I don't know. They said it's going to be heavily constrained for Christmas. That was the specific quote from the call yesterday. Because it is then. But that's not marketing, is it? A Why investor, not? Investor call. They win Yeah, it. but it still ends up in every major publication. Mm. We'll see. I think that they really won't have as many. Uh, yeah, the I mean, we, we've seen them actually fail with uh, some supply chain stuff already with the gold iPhone. I mean, I saw Hattie of 5x5 saying that her um, gold iPhone wouldn't even deliver until Thursday. And yeah, she ordered on the day in yeah. Portland with all of us. I think, yeah, yeah, they did, didn't they? So I want a new phone. Um, I would like a new Android phone. I'm interested in big phones but i don't think that's you know really i kind of just want the new nexus phone right um and try that out again every now and then people call me out well like, because you're not on android yeah oh you had your android experiment going I'm, and i have to remind people that i was on the i was using android for months and you have to remind them that you don't care what they think oh Sorry, that was a little harsh. Yeah, you are harsh. Evening, Matthew, is harsh. We're recording this show much later than usual. Yeah, it's been a long day. Dear listener. And well, I want a new phone. I also want to do uh, an interpretive radio drama. All of these things will hopefully happen very soon. Um, are you going to be here next week? Uh, difficult to know. Difficult to say. Confidential at best. That, that's what that 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 knowledge, that information is confidential at best. I think. Yeah. Yes, sir. Matt. Mm. Before the day of your birthday. Right. Your rebirth day, as well right. as you were reborn into savior of pigeons. <laughs> People might want to be able to like somehow socially connect with you. Right. So they can give you plus K in pigeon. Okay. God, can I do that? Plus K in pigeons. Yeah. Do I really want to log into clout though? I don't know. It's a rabbit hole. Is it? Plus plus K in rabbit holes. Mm -hmm. Sign in with Twitter. Redirecting you back to the application. Clout dashboard. Oh, my, my... Graph is funny looking. It's gone down. My highest clout score was 66.66. I'm logging in now. In August. I'm now down to 64.5, which doesn't really make a difference. It doesn't make much sense to me, Matthew, because my follower count has increased. 
I'm at 64.44. You're at what? 64.44. Oh, I'm so still we're right above you. To... I'm 65. Yeah, no, it's a, you said you're like 64.5. Yeah, well, it's so says... point 0.1 better than me. So, right, how do I plus K you? I don't know. Matt don't... Alexander, right, there you are. So how did you find me? What did you do to do that? You were showing on my dashboard. You have Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram feeding into here. Mm. And I have clout and Twitter and Instagram. Why don't you show up under my cur- a search for Mike Hurley? Because I'm nebulous. Mm-hmm. Oh, I found you. It's because you're Michael Hurley. Moments interactors. What does Top that mean? Moments. What does that mean? Moments interactors. I don't even understand. So how do I give you a thing, then? I want to plus you. I can plus K you in WWDC. I've just wait, done that. I think I did. Wait. That's stupid. There's a link on your cloud page that just links again to your cloud page. Oh, yeah? You just gave me a plus K for WWDC. Yeah, I know. I, just, yeah. I can give you a plus K for podcasts. Good. Keep. Okay, yeah, yep. I'm doing that. Plus, plus my K, baby. Okay. Do you want... What else do you want? Well, I, all, um, I, all I really want is to find out how to give you a... Be right back. I'm going to Mike Schechter's page. Oh. <laughs> he gets lost forever. Oh, my God. There's some moody selfies on here, Mr. Schechter. Oh, yeah. How do yeah. I give you a K I'm of my him, choosing? I'm giving, him, I'm giving him plus K in jewelry. Uh, where else can I go? Who are these people? Should I just go to random people? I can be like the Robin Hood of Clout. Just go to random people's page and just give them plus K and something. Yep. You are indeed the Robin. You take from the socially rich and give to the socially poor. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand this. Why can't I choose what I want? Yeah, I'm on the luxury council of LA. I want to give them something that's completely against their brand. Like plus K in finance. Maverick. This is the worst website. Why can't I just be like, this is what you are? Why does it specify the only things that I can K you with? Don't K me with anything. This is like, you know, all I want to do is is plus K your pigeon. What? (laughs) Top moments. My wallet just tried to set itself on fire via Twitter. Yeah, people favorited that one. My top moment recently is the more I use apps designed for iOS 7, the more I love them fresh design with a focus on function over heavy form. I mean, that is just genius, really, isn't it? I mean... I've got a guy dancing outside my door. Yeah? Mm. <laughs> it's more gyration than it is dancing. <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah, so you can find me on the interwebs. I just cascade you in software development. Oh, really? And wireless networking. <laughs> I've been trying out wireless networking for the past few weeks. And I have to say, <laughs> yeah, I really, I'm really like impressed. it. I'm <laughs> really impressed. <laughs> De- definitely worth the two ninety nine. And then follow up with nine tweets about how it's worth it to spend two ninety nine on an app. Because, look, it's just like a cup of coffee, okay? The cup of coffee metaphor needs to die. Yeah. 
all of that does really. Okay, so the, I think the problem is is there isn't a pigeon uh, K metric. Well, we found our oh, our first differentiator for hours. Then it's just everything. Nuts. Okay, it's just taking me to digestion, which mm. is kind of weird, I guess. Wait, can you go to sections on this site? It's, well, it seems like that's well. I'm, ser I'm searching things. Pigeon. Now, who's John Pigeon? Yeah, I'm on. I'm on Danny. You're on Danny Pigeon. I'm going to give John Pigeon. Well, no, I just went to the user. Oh, yeah. Are you on Danny Pigeon? I'm on Pigeon John. Oh, God. When did they add images to the Twitter time? I just plus K'd Pigeon John in Luis Suarez. Whatever <laughs> that means. <laughs> He's a Spanish football player that plays for Liverpool and is very well known for biting people. Well, I just, I just plus K'd him for that. Right. I'm, I'm done with Clout. Yeah, we're done. We have to be done with this. Um, if you want to plus K Matthew, he's his pigeons, uh, go to at Mac Alexand, M A W T A L E X A N D. And uh, what, anywhere else that they should go this week, next week? Um, no, we won't. We'll leave that for another time. Mm. I'm I Mike, I M Y K E. Thanks so much for listening to Bionic Late Night, Late, late Night Bionic. Uh, late oh my god, Mrs. Bionic is now outside too. Wave. And now just Sean and Trey. Say hi. Hi, guys. When they um, listen back to this, they'll know that I'm talking directly to them. And now I'm talking directly to you. Bye, Mike. <laughs>